Hello there, friend. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I really want to talk to y'all today about something that you might be doing in your life to avoid the hard stuff. We've all got hard stuff and we all experience uncomfortable emotions because, well, it's part of being human. So congratulations. But many of us have gotten really good at avoiding or numbing away from those emotions. And it might actually be the thing that is keeping us stuck from really embracing the good stuff too. I'll explain what I mean in a minute. Let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. All right, friends. So when I started my health journey, I had a lot of ideas of what it would take in order for me to be successful. And I thought, like I think many of us, maybe most of us do, was that it was all about dieting and exercising. And the thing is, is that I knew, I knew how to eat healthy, right? Like I knew, I knew enough basic information about nutrition that I knew how to nourish my body well. I knew how to move my body. I mean, I knew how to exercise. The problem was I wasn't doing any of those things. Even though I knew how to care for my body well, or at least a heck of a lot better than I was, I wasn't doing it. Now, in a previous episode, I shared more about how my thoughts played a big role in that. But today, I want to talk about why I personally struggled so much with food in the first place and why I kept going back to food and making these unhealthy choices for myself when I knew it wasn't helping me get the results that I wanted in my life. Now, I am someone who's always identified myself as an emotional eater. And maybe you're someone who, you know, raise your hand if you also feel like, yep, that's me. I'm an emotional eater too. Like I've been someone who, you know, if I'm sad or upset, I go to food to feel better, right? To console myself. Heck, if I'm happy, I celebrate with food, right? Whether it's emotions good or bad, I feel like food is always the place that I go to. If I was angry, I distract myself with food. And food was always this comfort for me, a comfort from my emotions. Now, when I committed to doing this health journey again, and I really decided, okay, I, I know how to nourish my body well. I'm going to start actually putting this knowledge into practice in my life. It was kind of this like wake-up call. And I had all of these realizations and revelations about my relationship with food. And what I learned about myself, what I finally came to realize was that food was fulfilling a need for me. And the need that food was fulfilling for me was this need to feel relief, relief from my own self-hate, relief from comparison, relief from sadness, relief from stress, relief from responsibilities. I was using food to numb away from the discomforts of my life. 
Now, a big part of this health journey was, yes, the mindset work, but also was having to face those emotions and that discomfort that I kept numbing away from with food and finding new ways to process them rather than continuing to avoid them. So I want to talk more about this numbing piece. What do I mean when I say numbing? What is what is numbing? In the coaching space, sometimes it's also referred to as buffering. And what it is, numbing and buffering, what it is is when we use an action or a substance outside of us to avoid or numb away from an emotion or feeling inside of us. It's, it's really this way that we distract ourselves and avoid processing through emotions because those emotions maybe feel unpleasant or uncomfortable. What it is, is really a distraction. And what I want you to know, if as you hear this, if you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm an emotional eater too. Like, yes, I have been numbing away from my emotions with food as well. I want you to recognize that that doesn't mean that you're bad, that you're wrong, or that you're broken. It means that you are a human being. It's part of being a human because really buffering is a strategy that our brain uses to keep us safe. Instead of looking at it from this judgmental lens of it being a bad thing, I just want you to recognize that it is a normal human thing, okay? When I numb, when I buffer, through whatever whatever avenue I tend to do for myself, whether it's eating or otherwise, it is my brain using this as a protective mechanism to keep me safe and comfortable. Where I think it can get dangerous is when we mindlessly continue to numb away from everything all of the time, that can be harmful. And I think it can be harmful because when we numb away from the bad stuff, when we're numbing away from the hard stuff in our life, we're also numbing away from the good. We can't selectively numb away. Instead, I want us to get to a place when we can feel more comfortable with the discomfort of our emotions, okay? And instead of us thinking about emotions being good emotions or bad emotions, being positive emotions and negative emotions, I just want you to consider that being a human means that we have a wide array of emotions that we can process. Yes, some might be comfortable, more comfortable than others, but they are all part of the human experience and we can allow ourselves to feel and process through all of them. Let's just be honest. Emotions are messy and feeling the feelings is hard. And unfortunately, not a lot of us were taught growing up how to feel, right? When I think back to, you know, being a kid or, or even, even the language that I hear other people say to people that are hurting or feeling frustrated, you know, we're kind of taught to just suck it up and move on, right? We're taught to stop crying and just be tough. We're taught to hold in our anger inside of us to keep everybody else comfortable around us. And what it's really taught us to do is to just shove our emotions deep within, right? It's made it feel like we don't have this safe space to just feel what we're feeling, so we continue to shove it deep down. And the result is that now in our adulthood, we are at this place where we've forgotten how to feel, right? We've numbed away for so much of our life that we forgot how to feel our emotions, and we're at a spot now where we have to learn and, and build this emotional intelligence within us. So where do we go from here? What's the solution? I think the solution is to learn how to reconnect with ourselves to learn how to sit with our feelings and feel it all, to notice our own thoughts, and to hold space for ourselves to process in a healthy way. 
Someone once shared, I think it was Amy Porterfield shared this visual that I think is really, really powerful. And it's the beach ball example. I want you to imagine that there is this beach ball that's floating on the surface of a pool, okay? And what I want you to imagine is that this beach ball, the air within this beach ball is representing your emotions, okay? When you are feeling negative emotions, and I said earlier, let's not label them as negative or positive, but when you're feeling these emotions that you feel are negative or maybe just unpleasant to feel, we have this tendency to shove them down, right? If we have this uncomfortable emotion that we don't want to feel, we want to shove it down, like taking this beach ball and putting it under the water, right? I don't want to feel this right now, so I'm just going to shove it down and pretend like everything's okay. I don't want to feel this. Um, I'm going to avoid this. I'm just going to hold this beach ball underwater. And when we continue to have these, these uncomfortable and unpleasant emotions come up, we just keep trying to push that beach ball further and further and further underwater. And as we push that beach ball of emotions underwater, thinking that we're hiding it from everyone around us, including ourselves, as we're holding it underwater, the pressure is just building, right? Those emotions aren't going away. The air isn't going away in that beach ball. The pressure is just continuing to build. And eventually we might lose our grip on that beach ball. And beach balls don't just slowly rise to the surface, right? They burst through the surface and usually at an inopportune time, right? So I want you to imagine that our emotions are like the air in this beach ball. And I want to give you an example. Let's say that you're a mama, okay? Let's say you're a mom and maybe there's a lot of things going on in your life that are are really stressful. Maybe you, there's a sickness in the family. Maybe you and your family are struggling with some finances right now. Maybe things are really hectic at the office and you've got a lot of this stress, right? But you're a tough, strong, brave mama. So you've been holding it all in, holding it all together and just holding that beach ball of emotions down so that you, it doesn't overflow onto anyone else. And then let's say your sweet little kiddo walks into the kitchen and they have this bowl of cereal, okay? And maybe they trip on a Lego that they forgot to put away and they fall to the floor and this bowl of cereal, milk goes everywhere, cereal's flying across the kitchen and you absolutely lose it. You lose it. You flip your lid. You maybe scream at your kiddo. You get angry at them for not picking up their Legos. You get angry at them for spilling the the cereal bowl and you just like completely lose it. And then after you lose it, you probably feel like crap. Like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Why did I freak out? It's just cereal in a in a bowl and a Lego. It's not that big of a deal. I feel like this is a good example of that beach ball, right? Maybe it wasn't the Lego or the cereal that made you mad. Maybe it wasn't your kid at all, but you holding down those emotions, the stress that you're feeling from work, from your finances, from you know sickness, whatever that is, all of those emotions, there was one action that finally made you lose your grip and that beach ball didn't just float to the surface for you to process in a logical way, but it burst through the surface and you overreacted in a way that you didn't like to your kiddo. And this is the perfect example of how those emotions that we think we can just shove way down deep might eventually show themselves in a way that we don't necessarily like or that we're not proud of. And this will continue to happen. You know, I I think that there's a lot of us that have gotten really, really good about pushing our emotions down beneath the surface. We've gotten really good at it. And maybe there's people out there that have had this beach ball under the surface for years 
maybe decades. Maybe there is stuff that's from your childhood that you still have not given yourself the space to process and feel in a healthy way. And what I want you to know is that even if you're really good about holding that beach ball under the surface, it's never going to go away. The only way to heal is to feel. Only way to remove the pressure of that beach ball is to learn how to release some of it, how to release some of that air. And the only way to release it is to feel it and to process it. I want us to stop labeling those emotions as good or bad. And I want us to get comfortable um, really recognizing that all emotions, even if they're uncomfortable, serve us in some way. Okay. Sadness is an emotion I think a lot of us like feeling necessarily. It, it can be really uncomfortable, right? But sadness is a powerful emotion. It allows us to emotionally heal. Fear is uncomfortable, but fear is an emotion that helps keep us safe, right? From danger. Anger is an emotion that's uncomfortable, it, but it might be the thing that inspires us to take action in our life. I want you to recognize that all emotions comfortable, uncomfortable, positive, negative, however when you, however you want to look at it, all emotions serve some purpose in some way within the human experience. So I want us to really be comfortable being uncomfortable with those emotions because I think that when we give ourselves permission to feel the, the hard stuff, it also allows us to feel the good stuff even more too. If you're feeling sad, it is okay to feel sad. Cry it out. If you're feeling angry, it is okay to feel angry. Scream it out. Get in the car, yell, grab a pillow and punch the crap out of it. If you're frustrated, it is okay to feel frustrated. Stomp it out, whatever you need to do. Whatever your emotion is, I want you to know that you are strong enough to feel it. And the only way to work through it is to feel it. The healing is in the feeling. What I want you to consider is that it takes more strength and courage to feel everything then it does to harden your heart and your soul in this attempt to feel nothing. When you numb the bad, you're also numbing the good. And your ability to really feel uncomfortable emotions is really going to also increase your ability to feel the positive emotions in your life as well. I think what you'll discover is that the more space you give yourself to feel the hard stuff, you'll also realize that you have more capacity than to feel happiness, joy, gratitude as well. You can't get one without the other. You can't have the good without the bad. The world has light and dark. Your emotions, there's the positive, the negative, the good, the bad, the, the pleasant, and the unpleasant. It's all part of being a human, a whole human being. Hey there, friends. I just wanted to pop in really quick and see if you're looking to ignite your transformation for creating a healthier life that you love from the inside out. If so, I've got some good news. If you're willing to give me 10 minutes a day for just five days, I just recently launched my new five-day kickstart. In five days, you're going to learn my signature coaching framework, helping hundreds of women around the world ditch diet culture. I'm also going to share the five action steps that you need to start doing right now to ignite that health transformation. And they're likely not what you've been taught from diet programs. And I'm also going to be giving you strategies to create lasting change in your life from the inside out. And the good news, friends, it's 100% free. If you're ready to join the free five-day kickstart, visit coachkaya.com to get started. 
Okay, so I talked about emotional eating. Food has traditionally been my numbing, buffering action or substance of choice. But numbing or buffering from your emotions can look like a lot of different things. So what I want you to do is I'm going to share some examples and I want you to just be compassionately curious about maybe some of the ways that you might find yourself numbing or buffering in your own life. So I want to talk a little bit more about food and some other examples of how that shows up. So something that I noticed about myself when it came to buffering was procrastination, okay? I am a recovering procrastinator. I have had a tendency of waiting to the last minute to accomplish tasks. And I will say that I have been, I don't know if it's positive or negatively reinforced. I always get those two confused. But for example, in college, I would wait till the last minute to write my final paper. I'd do it the night before, pull an all-nighter, turn it in, but I'd still get an A. And so I was never encouraged to do it any sooner. So I just kept procrastinating and it continues to be something that I struggle with in my life. But something that I noticed, and I noticed this a lot when I was working from home at my house, was when I had a job to do or a task I needed to do for work that wasn't particularly enjoyable, I would find myself procrastinating. Yep, you heard it right. I would find myself procrastinating. I would find myself opening up the cabinet or opening the refrigerator door, scanning for a snack when I knew that I wasn't actually hungry. And I had to get really honest with myself about, Kaya, what are you doing? What are you doing here in the pantry right now? Why are you looking for a snack when you're not physically hungry? What need is this fulfilling for you? And what I discovered was that I was using snacking, I was using food as a way to procrastinate and numb away from the discomfort of doing the work that I needed to do for my business. I was procrastinating, and that is a perfect example of numbing or buffering right there. I was avoiding the discomfort of having to do my work by seeking instant gratification and pleasure in food, right? It feels a lot better in the moment to eat some Oreos than it does to update my taxes, right? I think we could all agree on that. Now, does that actually serve me long-term to reach my goals? No, it doesn't. So having this awareness around that tendency, around that buffer of choice can then put me in the driver's seat and have some more compassion towards it and some more control. I can say, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. I don't feel like doing this task or work. Um, Maybe instead of avoiding that discomfort by eating a snack, maybe I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Maybe I'm feeling stressed. Is there something else I can do right now to give myself a break instead of seeking that comfort and that relief in food? Maybe I just need to walk outside for a few minutes. Maybe I just need to take a second to step back from the desk and find myself some relief in another way that aligns with my goals a little bit better. Now, as a recovering procrastinator, it's not just food that I would use to procrastinate with. I wasn't just a procrastinator snacker, but I'm also someone who has struggled with being a procrastinator cleaner. A procrastinator cleaner. Now, does that mean I procrastinate on cleaning? Yes. Now, my my husband will agree with you. Um, I would not ever claim to say that cleaning, like cleaning my home, is not one of my strengths. It is not a strong suit of mine. And my tolerance for a dirty house is much higher than my husband's tolerance for a dirty house. Bless his heart. He deals with it pretty, pretty well. But what what I mean when I say that I'm a procrastinate cleaner is that the only time my house gets cleaned is when I have much more important things that I need to be doing. 
If there is something else that I need to be focusing on, maybe it's packing for an upcoming trip. And I don't really love packing. It's something that it's not my favorite. Maybe I need to be doing something for work. Maybe I need to be writing those thank you cards for my wedding that I keep putting off for a really long, long time. When it is, when there's something else that I need to be doing that I don't feel like doing, I will avoid doing that by cleaning my house, which you could say, well, yeah, that's a positive thing. Like cleaning your house is a good thing. Yes. But it's still me buffering. It's still me using an action outside of me to avoid something else, to avoid the discomfort of having to do the thing that I really should be doing. This is another example of numbing or buffering. It doesn't always have to be with food. It doesn't even have to be with something that's labeled a bad thing. But some other really common examples for numbing or buffering include things like alcohol or drugs or different substances like that. You know, when you find yourself coming home from maybe you had a really hard day at work or, you know, a stressful day in the office, Uh, maybe you've had a lot of stress in your family and you get home and you're like, I just need to pour myself a glass of wine. I just need to take the edge off. Now I'm someone who, you know, I am all about having a glass of wine every now and again. Don't get me wrong. I personally am not anti-alcohol, but I think that it's important for us to have some awareness around some of our behaviors. And when we turn to these things, when we turn to food, when we turn to alcohol, we turn to these substances and what our purpose is. Because if you find yourself saying, I'm just taking the edge off, that phrase in itself is a perfect cue to you that you are numbing or avoiding or buffering something else. If you are coming home from a stressful day at work and you pour yourself a glass of wine, you are taking the edge off of stress, of anxiety, of an emotion and feeling in your body. And if you're someone who is not liking the way that you are finding that relief in alcohol, if you're someone who wants to maybe not turn to alcohol in order to find that relief, how can you find a way to fulfill that need in a different way? So alcohol and drugs are another common form of numbing or buffering. Gambling is another example. And the one that I am currently focused on really practicing awareness around myself is also things like scrolling through social media. Scrolling through social media is numbing or buffering if you are doing it mindlessly to avoid something else. And while I have done a lot of work on myself when it comes to practicing mindfulness for my tendency to avoid my feelings in food, I'm coming to realize that I've kind of just replaced that numbing of choice with a different form of numbing right? I've replaced food now with scrolling through social media, but I'm using it in the same way. If I am feeling sad or stressed or, you know, even just in the dumps or struggling with comparison, I will avoid that discomfort by scrolling, which is ironic because scrolling through social media tends to just compound that feeling of comparison even more. So I am numbing with this activity that is fulfilling the need of avoiding my my discomfort, but it's actually not serving me in any positive way because it's making me feel worse. Kind of like how I used food, right? I would use food to avoid the feelings of self-shame and judgment that I had about my body but the numb the numb that I was choosing was actually going against my goals of being healthier in my body. And I notice the same patterns happening now when I turn to my phone, to social media, to numb away from my emotions too. 
And it, it serves the same purpose. When we eat food, we get a hit of dopamine. When we drink alcohol or do drugs, we get that hit of dopamine. We get that instant relief. When we scroll through social media, we are also giving our brain that instant relief, that dopamine, right? Our brain loves that relief of, ooh, I got new likes on social media. This constant feed of newness allows us to numb out and avoid what we're actually feeling. So scrolling through social media is another really great example. Other ways we can numb is also, you know, playing video games or even going for a run can be numbing if you use it to avoid the discomfort of your feelings. I don't want us to necessarily name numbing or buffering as a blanketed bad thing, but what I want you to do is have some more awareness around these tendencies that you have. What are the things that you are doing in your life to avoid feeling the hard stuff? How are you using an action or substance outside of you to numb away from or avoid an emotion inside of you? And is that getting you further away from your goals or is it getting you closer to your goals? Awareness has got to be the first step. So I want you to be compassionately curious about where in your life you might be currently numbing. So what do we do next? Where do we go from here? If the healing is in the feeling, how do we notice when we're numbing away from those uncomfortable emotions and how do we create space for us to process them in a healthy way? When you notice yourself numbing, I want you to ask yourself, what need is this fulfilling? If you find yourself mindlessly eating when you're not hungry and you're someone who self-identifies as an emotional eater, I want you to notice what need is this fulfilling? What is it in my life that I am avoiding? Is there something else that might serve me better right now that can, can, that can fulfill that need? Is there something else that might serve me better right now that can fulfill that need? And I want you to just be better at checking in with yourself, asking yourself questions, sitting with yourself, ask yourself, how do I feel? What do I need right now? How can I create space to process this in a healthy, loving way. The reason that we numb away from our life, the reason that we buffer is because we're avoiding stuff. But imagine having a life that you don't feel you need to avoid. Imagine having a life that you don't feel you need to numb away from. Because when you numb away from the hard stuff, you're numbing away from the good stuff too. Yeah, life is messy. Life is hard. I know, I know that it is. But you are strong enough to feel it all. I want to give you some ideas for tools that can help you maybe manage stress and feel some of these emotions to help you release some of that pressure of the beach ball. One of the greatest tools for me has been journaling. And I will say that I have not traditionally in the past been a journaler. I was always someone that wanted to journal, but I would do it for a couple of days and then I'd give up. And Journaling has now become one of the most important practices in my life. It's it's the way that I start almost every single morning and it has become an incredible tool for me to recognize my emotions, to feel and process them and hold space for them in a really loving and healthy way. It allows me to release what I'm feeling onto the paper without judgment. And I can just ask myself, how am I feeling today? And just write out whatever comes to mind. Honestly, just write it on paper. I'm giving myself to feel the emotion, to process it on paper, to hold space for myself without judgment. And that has been an incredibly healing practice for me. Another really simple tool 
is breathing and breath work. And this could go as far as meditation, time for you to really tune in to yourself and your body. And there's a ton of guided meditations on the internet for free if you want to try this practice. But breathing in itself, really simplifying things can also be wildly helpful. If you're finding yourself feeling some of that anxiety or stress or some of those emotions and you find yourself wanting to numb away, I want you to just pause, sit with yourself and take in three long, slow, deep breaths in and slowly exhale out. We are constantly living in this this world where it's always go, go, go. I feel bad. I need to fix this. I feel uncomfortable. I'm going to go grab a snack. I'm bored. I'm going to grab my phone, right? We are constantly trying to go and find things to fix things. And we aren't as good about stopping and sitting still. And the truth is, is that when you know how you feel, you can know what you need. But not very often in our days do we create time and space for us to tune into how we're feeling. So even just pausing to take a few slow, deep breaths might be long enough for you to recognize, how am I feeling right now? What do I need? And how can I create space for myself to fulfill that need in a healthy, loving way? Another simple thing is just going for a walk. When you move your body, you can really change your mood. It changes the chemistry within your brain, getting your blood pumping, taking some time to go for a walk, maybe not even tuning into a podcast, or you can tune into this one. I'm super happy to hang out in your earbuds, but going for a walk and just getting your body moving can be a great way to give your brain a break and to tune into your body. And the other one is to talk to someone, to find someone in your life that you love and respect and who love and respects you to just talk to, a safe place for you to share how you're feeling in an open way, to take some of that that air in that beach ball and to release it out into the world. And to have a friend who's not necessarily there to fix you, right? You aren't a problem to be fixed, but just someone to hold space for you to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. And if you don't have someone in your life like that, journaling can be a great tool. Or also finding a community, a community of people who get it, who can hold space for you, like our climb community. And the other thing is too, if you need someone to talk to, and if some of these tools feel challenging, or you're at a place where I don't feel safe feeling these emotions, they're too much for me to handle, I also want you to recognize that it's also really great to go and talk to someone who is a professional, to seek a therapist, because our brain is trying to keep us safe. And maybe your brain is trying to keep you safe from childhood trauma. And maybe you're not in a space where you feel comfortable feeling those emotions yet without some professional advice and tools and resources and guidance. And I want you to know that if you are at a place where therapy can help you, I want to empower you to advocate for yourself and seek the help that you need. Not because you are weak, but because you are strong and there is power and strength and vulnerability and the healing comes from the feeling. And if you need to support some support in order to feel that and process that in a healthy, safe way, please friend do that for yourself. It is one of the most loving forms of self-care that you can find. I am sending so much love to you all this week. I want you just to be compassionately curious about the places and times and moments in your life that you might find yourself numbing or avoiding the hard stuff. And I want you to ask yourself, does numbing 
in this way serve me or get me closer to my goals? Do I like that I'm numbing away from my feelings? Is there a way that I can fulfill this need? Is there a way that I can process these emotions in a healthy, loving way that will also be in line with the version of myself that I want to become and the goals that I am trying to reach? The healing is in the feeling, friends. So whatever it is that you need to feel today, I hope that you give yourself space to do just that. I'm sending so much love your way and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.